Welcome back to Life and Low Vision. I'm your host, Brett Humphrey. We're going to pick up where we left off with my two guests. Jane Schober here. Along with Jason Greaves. Well, let's dive back in and hear about Jason and his interview with Microsoft. Seeing this great, you know, girl that like had so much joy and like kind of going through these highs and lows through high school. I, everybody goes through it. And in college, I did pretty darn well. But then my interviews with Microsoft sucked. <laughs> I sucked. I mean, it was horrible. Um, I was flipping. Uh, I did like IBM inter- internships because uh, it was great. The guy was like, uh, you, you didn't great do great with the tech part, but, you know, you seem really excited and passionate. And I was like, that's me. I will do great. True. I'll work really hard. True. Yeah. Uh, but the Microsoft interviews, I tell people, I interviewed with Microsoft on my freshman year, and they gave me a very clear no. I interviewed with Microsoft in my sophomore year, and they said no. And I interviewed with Microsoft in my junior year, and they said no. And then I interviewed with Microsoft in my fall uh, senior term, uh, and I got a little bit further each time, and they still mm-hmm. said no. <laughs> and those were all kind of lows from like the, I thought I was like hot stuff, uh, oh, man. but it wasn't apparently. Um, and, you know, ultimately, working hard and, you know, going through those kind of highs and lows and learning about myself. And IBM was incredible from a learning opportunity and growing. Um, ultimately, like I said earlier, the, you know, meeting the Windows accessibility team, what we talked about that in that day um, was just, I think, a accumulation of what I had learned in school, but also the confidence I had gained from some of the ex- other experiences I had. Uh, and it's just, it wasn't like, School was amazing and magic and life was perfect. Mm. And I got the internship and everything was great. Um, It was like, it sucked to get like told no four times, you know, (laughs) that sucked, but uh, it is what it is. And like, but I kept, kept persevering. I'm I'm glad you ended up where you did for sure. Transitions can be a a challenge. And uh, for me, I was fortunate. Actually, I found about uh, vocational rehabilitation services through my, a good friend of mine's dad, uh, he had grown up in Iowa, and he was in an accident and had a glass eye and had lost his eye. And uh, he said, hey, Brett, did you know that uh, vocational rehabilitation services will uh, sometimes pay for your college and tuition? And I'm like, nope, I didn't know. So I looked up the vocational rehabilitation services, and I, I went up and did an interview. And the guy's like, well, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I did an initial interview, and it turns out that I was his last uh, kind of casework before he retired. And he said, yeah, sure. You know, I just didn't realize the impact like that would have on my life. So I think it's really important to never underestimate who you meet and listen to what people have to say when you mm-hmm. meet them. Just second exactly what Brett's saying. It's like, yeah, never, never second guess who you're sitting next to and, and what uh, they can share about, you know, like when you are open about the things that you're going through, um, everyone has a story, everyone has an experience, um, and everyone's experiences are, are so different, but can be brought together and, and help to support each other. I mean, really, it's it's incredible. Um, same as like to get through college, I was able to travel out of state um, to go to college. Um, I had grown up in Missoula, Montana, and could have gone to University of Montana for free because of my vision loss, because of what um, vocational rehabilitation in the state of Montana can do for you. They can provide you tuition, which is absolutely incredible. 
um, I decided to travel out of state and get half of my out of state tuition paid for because of that vision loss. And because, you know, as a person with a disability going to college and pursuing a career, I mean, the fact that even just, just doing that can provide you with something, but the fact that I was able to get out of state tuition. And for me, the reason I chose out of state was really with vision loss. I saw it as, Hey, I need to see this world and I need to see it real soon. Um, that's a good call. Yeah, completely. And travel can, can bring that for you. And it's, it's challenging too. like going to an airport. Like, I don't know if I can see what gate I'm at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, just opening up to people around you and being like, Hey, am I at, am I at the flight to, to Phoenix right now? Cause that would be really awesome if I could just get to that flight. By, um, by the way, side note, yeah, I realized after we had met on the airplane, I was sitting on the, the light rail coming home. And I'm like, God, I didn't even try to help her find this stupid, bright baggage claim. I actually had um, put my bag on the, the checked thing where they, like, Oh yeah. Okay. The, the great thing cart. about Montana, it's the a la carte. They bring yes. your suitcase out to the oh, outside. Cool. You just have to wait outside for it. Yeah. And, that's cool. and if you wait long enough, you're the only one that's left. So. Totally. But <laughs> yeah. if, if they don't have that and I have to find the carousel, if I didn't hear like, find your bag at carousel yeah. 12, I'll like be like, that guy's wearing an orange jacket. He saw my flight. I'm following oh. him all the way. Yes. If he goes to the bathroom, I'm going to creepily wait outside the men's restroom until he comes back out and finds Thanks. So the transition into college for me, though, was, was, was pretty rough because I went from parents and support and a school system that kind of understood how to, how to work with me you know, into a college environment. And, you know, I, uh, I mean, effectively I flunked out of my first, my first uh, semester and, you know, and because my parents had kind of, my mom at the time was in Kansas city and my dad literally had just moved to Idaho after my graduation, all my stuff was being forwarded back from where I, when I, where I grew up to the dorm room. And so I, I get back from, you know, my uh, Christmas break and I'm like, have my stack of mail and I say, Oh, there's stuff from the school of mines. I should just open it and read it. And as I'm reading it, uh, I'm sitting on my friend's couch across the hall from my dorm room, and he just saw my face drop. He goes, what? And I go, what? I'm not supposed to be here right now. He goes, what do you mean? I go, no, literally, I, I, apparently I flunked out. Jeez. And uh, I'm not supposed to be here. He goes, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to walk across the hall and have the two worst phone conversations I'm going to have in my life mm-hmm. with my parents. So I went, out to, went across the hall, called my mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm flunking out. What are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to let you know. I just found out, so we'll figure it out. Well, and then I, you know, I called my dad. And I told I told my dad the same story, and he's like, What are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to let you know that I, I flunked out of college, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll call you back when I figure it out. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. I'll let you know. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. It's my it's my fault, you know. And uh, literally, like maybe a half hour later, the door mom walks by. She goes, Brett, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm wondering the same thing. I don't I don't really know. And then you really uh, take charge, though, of your accountability. I appreciate that. Well, you have to, right? <laughs> you have to. I'm like, yeah, that's my fault. And then, like, maybe an hour later, the phone rings. I pick it up. I'm like, oh, and it's a dean of students. Hmm. He's like, hey, Brett, will you come to my office? I'm like, sure. I mean, I literally have nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> You're like, I'm not supposed to be here anyway. Yeah, sure. exactly. I'll hop on over. <laughs> so I, I go over and I sit down in his office. And he's, he's chatting for a while. And he goes, he goes hey, look, um, you, you know, there's a story about you know, it was random, random stuff. And it was supposed to be a life story. And I was trying to follow along and he, he gets, you know, kind of, kind of into the story. And he, he said, he says, Hey, look, he goes, Here, here's the thing. He goes, yes, the, the, you know, state of South Dakota is helping pay for your tuition and fees. And yes, you check the box about, you know, needing help and having low vision. He goes, but 
we didn't know what to do for you. And he said, so I'm going to make you a deal. He said, if you need to tell us what you need, um, and if you, if you do that, I will let you go register for classes. If you fail out from this point, it, it's your fault, effectively, because you didn't tell us, and mm. we can't help you. And so he really brought forth the accountability to, to me as an individual. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Jason, yeah, I was accountable to my parents. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's my fault. I mean, of course I knew this. You know, I was, uh, there were a couple of things. You know, I went to a school of engineering, and it was about a school of about 3,000 students. And uh, it's about 1,000 students roughly in the freshman class. And by the end of the second semester, there's half that. And, uh, you know, I just didn't realize I went from being able to do things pretty well in high school and getting by, and mm. I, I had to learn how to actually, like, really go study. Mm. And uh, math was probably the, the worst for me. Um, you know, because I took Calc 1, and I took Calc 1, and I took Calc 1. And what I, what I found, you know, when you don't, when we're talking about, you know, people helping you out, you know, the, the dean helped me out that day. I, I found friends that I could study with math. And what I found my strength in math, for example, is I understood the concepts, like why yeah. you would do it, when yeah. you would do it, when you would apply it. And my other friends were like, oh, they could, they could execute it like nobody's business, mm. you know. And uh, so we get done taking tests. And I would get, you know, a C or B, and my friends would get an A, and they're like, I don't understand. Do you, you understand the concepts? I go, that's exactly it. You are not tested on a concept. Mm. Well, you fast forward a bit. What the dean told me at that time was, you know, let me know what you need. And so I just decided, I'm going to ask my professors if we can just do, you know, uh, just a spoken exam. And so literally, they would just, like, they would take me to lunch on the exam day, yeah. and I'd sit down and have lunch with them, and I'd just talk through, here's what I learned, here's what I didn't learn, here's what I know, here's what I don't know. And they would mm-hmm. grade me. I've done that a couple That's times, awesome. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, yeah, that's such a relief when you can have that. Well, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And it, it kind of reinforces this thing that they'll tell a lot of people. I go, well, y- you always know the answer if you don't ask. Mm. Yeah. Right? You know, if I didn't ask, like, can I do it? The answer was, of course, no. But the fact they would do it was awesome. I'm yeah. like, oh, of course, yeah. We'll sit down and talk to you about stuff. I'm like, oh, thank you, because the the things that were um, that were interesting parallels, because I was in computer science. There's a large amount of math, and to this yeah. day, I actually wish I would have taken one more math class because I would yeah. have a math minor. And just for how horrible I was at getting through math, I would love to have it. It's like I got my math it's minor. It's on the paper now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's right there. Yeah, that's and. Right. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about you know friends and don't don't underestimate who you meet and when you meet them. Or one thing uh, one thing I had done is when I first I was on like a second semester and uh, there uh, someone was like, hey, you know, there might be this job. So I started looking around for jobs and actually got hired by the chorus teacher of this school to try to build a database of all this random chorus data. And I, one, I don't know anything about chorus stuff, <laughs> nor did I know anything about databases. But I'm like, sure, I can learn. And literally, I was getting like. Paid under the minimum wage, but I'm like mm, beer money. Like I'll do that. <laughs> uh, but that uh, that evolved into. Um, oh, I still think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it evolved into uh, more and different jobs, and through those jobs, I met a friend, and my friend came back, and he had an internship at Microsoft. And uh, so I was talking to him, like, "Hey, Dar, how's your internship? It's great because you should apply for it. They're they're going to have um, you know some internships coming up." And they'll be on campus to interview. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a 4.0 GPA. He's like, yeah, it's easy. Just uh, don't put your GPA in your resume. I'm like, it's brilliant. Boom. Yeah. Brilliant. So I trimmed that thing right off my resume. I that right out as a recruiter, yeah. Yeah. And so, well, but the, th- the other thing, though, that happened. Shut up, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the other thing that happened also in my, my second semester in college is one of our professors came in, and, and he was from industry. 
and he gave this conversation about, hey, if you're ever going to you know, write a resume, he said, whatever you do, lead with your strength, lead with things you want to talk about, and then lead with the rest of it. Like, Don't put a chronological order of mm. your jobs and don't put your classes because guess what? Everybody's accredited, so they all take the same classes. He said, don't do that. Mm. And so what happened is because my second semester I started working on projects and working on the campus, what I had on my first page of our resume was like five or six things I could talk about. So they would look at my resume, and they probably didn't look for the GPA, but they're like, oh, this dude's got some things to talk about. So, all right, I go to my first interview. Horrible. I knew when I was done with that interview on campus <laughs> that I was getting the thank you, try again letter. And so sure enough, in the mail shows up, you're like, well, we appreciated talking with you, but try again later. So I taped it on the wall behind me in my little desk at my, in the basement of the Deluxe Engineering Building with, like, no windows. And so I just taped it there, and I'm like, all right. Oh, I didn't know this part. Oh, oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. Awesome. So I taped it there. Like, why'd you? And my friend's like, why'd you tape it there? I go, well, because I tried. How many of you guys tried? They're oh, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And I said, well, it's, it's one failure. We'll see you again. And they happened to actually come back exactly the next semester. So they were there both the fall and the spring semester, which they didn't normally do. Yeah. So I said, I'm in again. And so I interviewed with the gentleman, in the, and he was actually an alumni from the school, and he happened to work in databases. He worked on Access Database at the time, and he saw that one of my projects was doing this course database stuff. So he starts like rolling database questions. So I'm like just chatting back and forth. He's like, what about this? I'm like, I don't know, but what about this? And so we got done. I said, hey, you know, um, I just want to let you know, it, it, you know, if I were able to fly out and you know, work for Microsoft, I just want to let you know I have low vision. You know, how would that work? He goes, oh, they'll just take care of you. I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't think a thing about it, and as a couple weeks pass, I open the, you know, I get the letter of the mail. It's like, woohoo. And uh, so the recruiter's talking to me and she's like, hey, we're going to fly you out. And, um, well, here's where you get your rental car. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. I don't, I don't drive. I said, but, you know, if you could have someone like with a big old sign that has my name on it that'll drive me to where I need to go, like, that would be awesome. And whatever, you know, time passes, I get on my plane and fly out there. And I walk off the airplane, and sure enough, there's this dude with a giant plaque, like <laughs> that, like foot tall letters. I love this. That said Humphrey. That's awesome. And I'm just like, what? Oh my god! Like, I forgot I'd made the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot awesome. to go and find a taxi. But so I'm nice. like, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, well, I hope I pass the interviews because uh, that's After awesome. All these people that have done all this work, all the stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. like, and I was just, I was just to Welcome my point. Home. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. My point about well, you don't know if you don't ask. I was being kind of a smartass when yeah. I asked, and like, sure <laughs> enough, someone did it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But yeah, it was a lot, you know, from going to flunking, basically, literally flunking out of college and mm-hmm. having to call my parents and talking to the to the dean and yeah, you know, and then you, you forward from there and you're like, hey, look, I got an opportunity through a friend that said you should interview and. And took a couple of interviews, and just even the subtle thing of, well, just don't put your GPA in. They, they probably won't ask. Mm-hmm. You know, and the intersection of the, the, the mm-hmm. professor at that time that was like, yeah, don't worry about classes and your chronological work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as much as if you have projects. Put that front and foremost on your, on your resume. Even if they do ask, this was my, like, I've done a ton of recruiting at Microsoft, and like, we always have to ask, but what I love is what you talked about, like the story, and like you talk about what you care about. And I've met some incredible kids and they have just these great stories where I'm like, oh, I don't see your GPA. And they're like, yeah, oh man, uh, haven't done well in these classes and here's why. But they're, but some of them have just said, you know what, here's what I'm passionate about. And they've told stories about what they love to do. Oh yeah. And I go and I say, cool, like what grade you get? A. And they just talk about why they got an A and why they mm-hmm. care. And I was like, yeah. doesn't matter at that point. Like, you know what you care about 
and you're passionate and like, that's what we're looking for. And I love well, that in people. Well, it's funny to say that because my first interview when I came out to, to Seattle, well, Redmond technically, the interview was with a, a woman from HR. And her first question, she goes, tell me your least favorite class. I go, oh, Calc 2. She starts laughing. <laughs> she goes, oh, I'm like, why are you laughing? She goes, well, no one answers it, you know, that quickly. I go, oh, no, no. I took Calc 2, and I took Calc 2, and I took Calc 2, and I, I had to petition to stay in college so I could take it a fourth time. I, I just went, I like, it like four times. I just went, you know. I couldn't take it again, but I did. I did. And, it, and I said, I just went, you know, I'm persistent, but I really hated that class. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. She, just, she just starts oh. laughing. She goes, okay, well, let's talk about the things you do like. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's amazing. My parents taught me accountability. Totally. Yeah. I think that that is such a huge piece because it's, um, it sets you up in a way to have like a different perspective because often too, like living with a disability and especially wanting to advance in your career and, you know, do like as a professional and be able to move forward. Often you do like you kind of back to like the piece of when you're with your friends and you're like, Oh, I don't want to be an inconvenience. Um, you, you know, often you'll think, Oh, like what's going to have to change in the work environment for me to be able to be successful. And it's kind of sucks that I have to be like, Oh yeah, you know, like I'm going to need this and that I'm not going to be able to just like sit down at your computer or whatever and be able to access it. Um, but yeah, it completely Mm -hmm. is like that perspective of like, I do have something to bring to the table and you know, you have to be confident in going into that and saying, you know, like it, it's totally a different perspective, but I think it does, it does bring a lot of value. But when you have that, peace in yourself to be able to say like this is valuable to me and it's going to bring value to your company or it's going to bring value to um, this work environment it's huge you know because it's it's true like you often will like question be like uh i'm sure you know it it, there's there's so many different Mm -hmm. pieces and elements to it um but it's true like when you have that and i think the three of us are very fortunate just from i've never met either of your families but from the sounds of it is like we've had such supportive families that are like of course you will do this and you're like of course I will do this how is it being a father no it's um it's amazing I have a three-year-old and a one and a half year old uh they're amazing little guys they're crazy so much energy um but like truth be told with my visual impairment um, it was kind of scary for both of them, um, wondering because it's like, my thing is like supposedly kind of hereditary, but no one's like confirmed it. And it's like, uh, I think it's hereditary is kind of what we hear is like, okay. So is it like, are my kids going to have it or their kids going to have it? Um, so we've done, um, like we've gone to the, you know, visual check earlier than kind of the normal. Yeah. And it was you know, I mean, kind of heavy on my mind, you know, both times when my wife's been pregnant, um, because I don't know, like on the one hand, like, I think that, you know, generation over generation, life is getting easier in a lot of ways, but it's also kind of scary because, you know, I don't know what life's going to be like for them. And it's like, well, if it, if it truly is hereditary and they go through the same things I did, will they have the same advantages? Will they you know, will will life kind of net out the same for them? Um, as far as we can kind of tell, like Tommy's vision is amazing and it's, you know, he's, he's doing great. Um, and Henry, we took him and 
you know, his, his vision's good, but apparently he's going to have to have to have glasses. I'm like, Oh, like, is that my, is it, is it my thing? And apparently it's not the same and it doesn't have the same visual hair, but it's like, it is scary. Like truth be told. Yeah. And I kind of go like, Oh, like, you know, is that what I, you know, you know, is that okay? And like, what do I do? And how do I help them? And as I think about as they get older, you know, I drive, but I don't drive a lot. And I think about, you know, uh, my wife is amazing and she's, you know, doing so much for the kids and they're going to want to go play soccer or basketball or football, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And like, now I have to like start to help and things get close. Like you guys are talking about a lot, night driving, like night driving for me is rough. It's hard. And it's it's like, Oh, I don't know if I should be doing that. And I start to get a little nervous with all that. Yeah. Especially with kids in the car. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I get really nervous. Um, I have driven my kids um, a couple times and like, it's scary for me. And like, I, I think one of the cool things is for us to keep talking because um, it's scary, but you know, I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is one, they're healthy. Uh, and we live in a world where, um, you know, regardless of their visual impairment, they're going to be successful. Uh, and I'm so excited to, you know, be a part of them and helping them grow. And then whether they have kind of my visual impairment or something else, um, you know, I'm excited to be there for it. And then now I'm kind of entering that next stage of, you know, they're getting older and like, they're going to want to get to start to do their own thing. And so my wife and I had to figure out what does it mean for her schedule and my schedule and how much am I driving and she driving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a little hard and weird. So I got to figure it out. Totally. Yeah. I do hope we get, uh, you know, Alyssa to sit down and have a drink with us and talk through it because mm-hmm. um, I think Jason's very humble about uh, the relationship he has with his wife. Like she's super supportive of him. Yeah. Uh, Jason's done a lot, a lot of crazy things. Like he, well, he's worked at Microsoft, but he's like, screw it. I'm out for a year. And he went and worked at a, a startup you know, and now he, he's back at Microsoft and, and while I have kids and she's been great and, Super supportive. and I know Jason enough that I'm sure he's had the conversation with, with Alyssa and what they're worried about. And, uh, she's like, yep, let's go do it. And, uh, so it, it's yeah. great to find that again, back to the people that you're around and who you surround yourself with, you know, uh, it's She'd be awesome. happy to talk with you as long as I'm watching the kids. She'll talk for yeah. you as long as you want. Bring Excellent. It out. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All day if you want. Yeah. As long Excellent. as I'm watching. Yeah. No, she's amazing. I mean, she is my other half, and it's awesome. Thank you for joining us today. Join us next time for the last part of this episode where we will talk about. And you put your kid down. You were holding your kid and you put them down in a really busy mall. What happens? So please continue joining us for our next episode. And a special thank you to my friend for the music. You can find a link to it below in the show notes. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. This show is copyright 2018. All rights are reserved. Engineering production is done by Brett Humphrey.